Welcome to the As You Are podcast. It's Advent season. Hey, y'all. I cannot believe it's already four weeks until Christmas. It's just so crazy. But these four weeks are really special. They make up a season called Advent that we want to celebrate with you here on the podcast. We have some fun stuff that we want to do together, and we're really excited. So settle in. Um, how was your Thanksgiving? It was so good. Did you have the pear thing? <laughs> no, we didn't have the pear thing this year. That is a Hearn family special from my dad's side of the family in Barnesville. This year, we were with Michael's family, and okay. they live in Monroe, which is actually kind of right outside Athens, so it was really close by. It was so much fun. I brought a cheese board because how can you show up to a big eating event without a cheese board? That's and so fun. cranberry crunch was my side dish, of course. <laughs> no oyster casserole. <laughs> no way. My mom texted me after she listened to our podcast last week, and she was so mad that I had been talking badly about oyster casserole because she was like, this is one of my favorite dishes. It's so good. It's like cream and butter and oysters. And she was like, they're fresh. They're not canned. <laughs> So sorry to anyone out there who loves oyster casserole, but I will say that my aunt, so my mom's sister, texted me and she was like, I've been avoiding oyster casserole my entire life. Your podcast made me laugh. So No way. Wait, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. But um, I don't know if you saw this in our As You Are group text, but Carly sent a picture of the pear salad because she has it at her Thanksgiving too. And yes. I just thought that was so amazing. I did see that. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's a real thing. But hers <laughs> didn't have the cherry on top. Yeah, no cherry. I was like, can't you at least melt the cheese? Like, I feel like the cheese should be melted for some reason. I oh, no. Like, the whole thing's cold, you know? Like, it, Yeah, it, I guess that's true. It's a salad, <laughs> technically, right? Like a congealed salad yeah. type of thing. Yep. Um, our Thanksgiving was great. It was so fun. Everett smoked a turkey, which was fun. very exciting. So that was his big undertaking for this Thanksgiving. But we were all at my parents' house in Charlottesville and... It was great. I mean, it was beautiful on Thanksgiving this year. Um, oh, that's then great. on yesterday, on Saturday, uh, my brother and sister-in-law and Everett and I, on our way out of town, all stopped at a vineyard outside of Charlottesville that also has Christmas trees, and we cut down our Christmas tree, which was so <gasps> fun. fun. I know. I was so excited. I was like, yay. And so we all cut down our trees, and then... Now it's up in our house, which is very exciting. Not that decorated so yet, but we have lights on it. Yeah, that's amazing. We um because we were closer to our house this year and not doing sometimes we go out of town for Thanksgiving, but we were really close to home. So we came home on Thanksgiving night and decorated for Christmas. It's all up. Oh yay. Okay, now <laughs> this week we need to actually post pictures and put it on the website. Of... We've finally done it. We'll yes. put it up. <laughs> Finally decorated for Christmas. We still got it yes. done kind of before Thanksgiving. Like I know. About. I mean, we got it done before December 1st. That's all that really yeah. matters. It really is. It's a big, big accomplishment for sure. I feel pretty good about it. How? What does Tuck think about the Christmas tree? He is definitely interested in it. Like, <laughs> he kind of goes over and sniffs it and will, like, start to bite on a branch. And then we're like, Tuck, no, no. So we're hoping... 
that he doesn't. That's honestly why we haven't put any ornaments on yet. We're like, let's give it a couple days to see if he like tries to pull the tree down. You're gonna have to leave like the very bottom of the tree with no ornaments, and then I know it's kind of like having a toddler. It is. He looks very picturesque. He sits by it and just kind of like looks up at it. But I'm like, yeah, you're looking up at it because you're gonna bite it and pull it down. He's devising um, a plan. Yeah, he's like, let me see the best way to pull this down. So hopefully that won't happen. You'll, y'all will definitely find out if it does. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about it. But what about Jones? Does he love it, having Christmas stuff up? He does. There's this um, – somebody gave us this really annoying – I mean, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> but it's like a singing T-Rex. I think it's called like Tree Rex. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? And it sings rocking around the Christmas tree and dances and lights up. Okay. And yes. so they gave that to us last year and he was so scared of it and hated it, like wanted us to hide it. And then this Aww. year we pulled it back out and he's obsessed with it. And I think this is his favorite Christmas song right now because even when, like I actually put rocking around the Christmas tree on my most recent Christmas album. Yes. And when it came on, he looked like, this is my song. Oh, <laughs> and, wait, that's And he really started sweet. dancing. Yeah, he dances. It's just too cute. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Also, because I don't know if Emily would put this plug in here herself, but y'all, if you have not yet, you've got to go listen to Emily's new Christmas album. It is so Aww. good. No, seriously. Like, we were listening to it all this morning. And it's volume four, so there's, like, three other ones to listen to my favorite is oh come all you faithful oh my gosh you're so sweet i am completely obsessed with christmas <laughs> if you can't I mean, tell honestly same same <laughs> catch me with my peppermint mocha creamer and all that but speaking of this season i'm so excited because today is the first day of advent yes, i am so excited too y'all advent is such a special season and for those of you who don't know advent is the four sundays leading up to christmas so we are officially four sundays away from christmas which is so exciting and so i'm like how did we get here i feel like it just flew by but it's a really special season i think it's an important way to allow ourselves to stop and remember and think about like why are we celebrating christmas you know Yeah, it's insane. Like this weekend is, um, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that. And so a lot of people are rushing around and shopping and buying their Christmas gifts. It's easy to feel like Christmas is about the gifts. Mm -hmm. And so to me, Advent is a really great reminder to bring my heart back to, yeah, why we're celebrating and what's actually important. And I like that each week has a different focus. Yeah, We're excited to walk through this Advent season with y'all for the next four weeks, we're going to do an Advent podcast. So the first week is hope. Um, The second week is peace. The third week is love. And the fourth week is joy. And what we're going to do kind of to set this season apart, even for our podcast is like Emily and I will still record a podcast together that'll come out on Sundays. And then on Wednesdays, we'll have like a little shorter podcast. It'll be five, maybe 10 minutes long. um, And it'll dive more into each of those Advent weeks. So like this week will be about hope. Next week will be peace, love, and then joy. Um, And we hope that that'll just like help us, especially college girls, like as you're going home for... Christmas break and it's so exciting there's so much to do 
But we hope that those like midweek reminders will really help recenter ourselves and kind of take us back to like, okay, why, why do we celebrate Christmas and what is this all about? Yes. And we've actually made a playlist to go along with this Advent season podcast. We have five songs now that go with the first week of hope. And then each week we're going to add five songs that kind of go along with the theme of that week. So we'll have worship songs that we can listen to together that tie in with what we're studying. It's going to be awesome. So to kick us off today, I just want to start with the idea of what does it look like to make room for Jesus in your heart and in your life and in your home this season? So what first sparked this thought in my mind was decorating for Christmas. I pulled out all of the giant containers of Christmas stuff that I've collected (laughs) over the years, and I was putting everything up. I was taking some of my normal decorations down to make room for the new decorations, and I realized I have a lot of greenery, I have a lot of trees, but I don't have a nativity scene. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know what a nativity scene is, it's just like a visual representation of the scene from the birth of Jesus. So it's usually like a barn and Mary and Joseph and Jesus and sometimes sheep and cows and, you know, the shepherds or maybe an angel. So it's, it's, it can be big, it can be small, but I don't have one. And so this season I'm on the hunt for a great one because I just want that symbolic reminder sitting somewhere really important, like on the mantle, that this is the center of my life. And, you know, Jesus is always meant to be the center of our lives, but this time of year it's so easy to get our focus off of Him, and so this is a really tangible way to look back to Him. So anyone who doesn't have one and wants one, I would encourage you to go shopping. Like This is the only time that I'm going to tell you to go shopping for like faith reasons. (laughs) So you can let your decor be a representation of Christ being the center of this season. Him coming into this world changed all of our lives. So that's the reason why we celebrate. That's the reason why this time of year is so special. So maybe you'll join us and find a cute nativity. We have a little nativity scene that was Everett's mom's. And it's so sweet. Like, that's one of my favorite things to put up because it is like, this is a reminder. This is why it's not just about Christmas trees or candy canes. And, you know, it's about this very simple looking scene that actually means so much. You know, like our lives are completely different because of that manger and because God decided to send his son to save us on Christmas. Yes. And speaking of Christmas and the nativity scene, I thought it would be really special to kick off this Advent season by reading the beginning of the Christmas story. So we're going to start in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to start at verse 1. The first several verses are a little bit choppy, so I will stop here and there to clarify and sort of set the scene. But here we are at verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Registered would be like a census. So people are supposed to be going to the place that they're from to basically declare that they exist because there weren't any phones, you know. So all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, 
the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So I'm going to stop there for just a second. Um, Basically, Jesus's family, Mary and Joseph, are from Nazareth, which is a town in Galilee, and they have to go all the way to Judea to what is called the city of David because that's where he was born, which is Bethlehem. Who is David, you ask, or why is he important? He was one of the great kings. You can read lots of stories about him. But as people prophesied about the birth of Jesus and the coming of the Messiah, they talked about the Messiah being from the lineage of David. So that's why this is so important, and that's why it's mentioned. Now, the people in the story are Joseph and Mary, who we know to be Jesus's parents. But you might have noticed that they're engaged, and Mary is also pregnant. So that would have been a huge no-no during those times. There was a lot of scandal surrounding them, and we can imagine they felt pretty isolated. But they had claimed to their family and friends that they were virgins, and we know it to be true that this was the Son of God that she was pregnant with. And so that's where we sort of pick up. They've arrived in Bethlehem. They're trying to participate in the census because it's ordered by law. And when they get to Bethlehem, they cannot find a single place to stay. Mary is super pregnant, literally about to give birth, and nobody will let them stay. So we do know that they end up finding an innkeeper who says, sorry, we're full, but you can stay with the animals outside, like in our covered barn. I just, I cannot imagine. So they agree to it, and that is where we pick up at verse 6. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. We know that a manger is basically a food trough. This is verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And he will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace amongst those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw this, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Honestly, I cannot imagine what it would have felt like to be a part of this scene and in this moment. I just think it's so special. And honestly, I got chills reading it. I just love revisiting this story this time of year. It's really cool. I actually um, have been to Israel. And as you were reading that, we spent some time in Bethlehem. And I got to see a field literally with shepherds in it and like sheep in the field in Bethlehem. And 
I can send it out. I'll, I'll send you a yeah. picture, Emily. But one thing we learned while we were there was that the sheep that were um, raised in Bethlehem were raised solely to be sent to the temple to be sacrificed for people's wow. sins. And so like just the sheep from Bethlehem were the ones that were taken to the temple. And Jesus was born in Bethlehem and he ultimately died for all of our sins and conquered death because right. of that. And it's just like I, little things like that I'm reminded of as you're reading. I'm like, oh, I, for, I even forgot that I had learned that. So like revisiting the Christmas story is important for so many reasons. Just the layers and layers of perfect symbolism. It just shows mm-hmm. how intentional mm-hmm. God is. People had been prophesying about Jesus' birth for hundreds of years, and all of these exact yeah. things came true. And he, he was born in the city yeah. of David, and he was the ultimate sacrificial lamb, which is so perfect that he was born where sheep were yeah. raised. Isn't that like, crazy? It's so crazy. The detail is just amazing. And it's just cool. Like one thing that I feel like I am reminded of every year as we're setting up for Christmas and bringing in new decorations into our home and like Jesus, when he was born, there wasn't room for him in the inn. You know, like he was born in a manger and because of that, he was started with such humble beginnings but I want to make room for Jesus in my heart. Like, honestly, as we're decorating, I literally, like, put picture frames away and, like, put other decor that I normally have out around the year away so that I can make room for the Christmas decorations. Like, we literally moved a chair out of our living room because there was no room for the Christmas tree. <laughs> um, but, like, how can we, as we are preparing for Christmas, make room in our own hearts, you know? Like using that analogy to think about our own lives of like, okay, what things are normally take up a lot of space in my mind or in my heart? And like, what can I move aside for this month to make room for Jesus so we can really cherish this Advent season? And we would encourage all of you, like maybe you've never celebrated Advent before, or maybe this is your first time even thinking about like, okay, how do I celebrate Christmas as a Christian and not just like leaning into all of the secular present buying and all these things which are good and so fun. Yes, they're so fun and it's so easy to buy into that. But the point is they're not the fulfilling things about this season. And so we want to refocus our attention to Jesus. And there is an invitation that is wrapped up in the heart of Advent. Yeah, We just invite y'all this Advent season to come and see. Like, tune in with us, do yeah. an Advent study, come come to Jesus and say, you know, I'm not really sure what this looks like, or maybe I'm not even sure what it looks like yeah. to have a relationship with you, but Jesus is inviting you to come and see. Like, y'all, the the shepherds that were invited to the, to the manger, to the night of Jesus's birth, those were like the lowest of lows. Like, they were seen as outcasts and people didn't want to be around them because they were smelly and they weren't really, they literally lived on the outskirts of town. It was not an honorable job to have. And they were invited, they were the first people invited to meet Jesus. We just want y'all to know, like, you don't need to clean yourself up. You don't need to do a bunch of things before you come to the manger. You are invited right now to come and see, to come experience Advent 
and experience a relationship with Jesus. The fulfilled promise. Yeah. Advent literally means it comes from the Latin word Adventus, and it means coming. Like something is coming. This is a season of waiting and of expectation, and it's so exciting. And so like come and see. Come and see what Jesus has to offer. There is a verse in John, and it's right as Jesus is calling his first disciples. And this one particular disciple, his name is Nathaniel, and he was a little bit skeptical of Jesus. One of Jesus' disciples, Philip, comes up to a guy named Nathaniel, and he's like, he has just met Jesus. And he is like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the guy. This is the one we've been waiting for. And he goes to Nathaniel, and he's like, you've got to come see Jesus. And Nathaniel's response is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, he's skeptical. He's unsure. He's, <laughs> he's throwing a little shade at Nazareth. He's basically yeah. saying Nazareth is like the boondocks. <laughs> yes. He's like, I don't know. Can anything good actually come out of Nazareth? And Philip's response, I love it. He says, come and see. Yeah. Like he's not trying to prove it to him. He knows that if Nathaniel just comes and sees Jesus, it'll be worth it. And that just spending time in his presence is what is going to help Nathaniel see Jesus is the Messiah. He's the one that they've been waiting for. And so that same invitation is extended to us. Come and see, you know, just come and see what Jesus has to offer this Christmas season. Um, You guys, so for this week, we, like we said, we have a playlist of songs to listen to. And we, one song particular we want y'all to listen to is come all you unfaithful it's beautiful but also alongside of that we are linking the original song as well come all you faithful which emily has recorded on her (laughs) new volume four album so listen to both of them because they're really powerful and they both contain really beautiful words like actually listen to the words don't just like have it on in the background actually listen to both versions of the same song um, and be thinking of one as Jesus coming to us and then us coming to Jesus. And I think it's going to be really powerful. So we would just encourage y'all to listen to both of those songs this week, whether you're driving somewhere or walking somewhere, maybe have them so that they're queued up back to back and listen to them both. Yeah, that's such a good idea. And I'm just really excited for how these worship songs are going to go hand in hand with our Advent season. And I'm liking the idea of all of us in our own time refocusing and listening to worship music every week. So that'll be really great. And that's actually all we have for y'all today. So I would love to pray for us. God, as we are entering this season of expectantly waiting, I just pray that you would do a good work in our hearts. We want to take all these things that have taken precedence in our life and that have become something we value more than we should. And we want to sort of move them to the side and we want to allow space for Jesus to be the main thing this season and the main thing in our lives. And so would you honor our efforts and honor our intentions as we are taking time this month to refocus every week turning our attention to Jesus. And I pray that every single week with a new subject and a new focus, that there would just be change and growth and joy happening in our hearts. So we look to you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So for announcements this week, we don't have any As You Are events 
coming up just yet, but we do have Bible studies that will, I think, be continuing. Just don't forget to check in with your leader. We do have a newsletter also, and you can sign up for this newsletter by going to our website, which is ayaministries.com. At the top of the page, keep up with us, and there is the newsletter tab. But then also, if you just scroll to the bottom of the page, it is right there, easy for you. And if you want to read past newsletters, you can go to the Keep Up With Us tab and read those. If you're like, I want to know what's been going on, even more detail. But we would love for y'all to to sign up for those. It will give you kind of more exclusive content. You'll get notifications when the podcasts come out. Um, And you also just get to know what's going on with As You Are. Yes. And last but not least, we have this Advent season special podcast schedule, Sundays and Wednesdays. So keep checking in, share them with your friends, anyone who you think would like to do a little devotional during this season. Yeah. And honestly, y'all, like Christmas is a really easy time to invite people in. You know, like people around this time of year are looking for meaning. Yep. And so just sharing a podcast with them could be something that really makes a difference. We love you girls so much. We hope you have a wonderful week. And don't forget to check back in on Wednesday. See you Wednesday. Bye. Bye.